2017 was a rough a rough year for me kind of my life fell apart i was in colorado for a while uh working in denver truck got told we were hit by a couple vehicles it was it was just a rough situation um for me and gracie and um kind of at the end of october i was working construction we were um slinging glass uh curtain walls and it was no fun so at the end of october i i had the itch i was like i gotta get back to maine i just i'm about to just pull pull the strings on this and just go Welcome back to another episode of Northwoods Whitetails Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Davis, and I got a special guest today, Corey Ryder. Hello. Uh, this is going to be a little short episode that we're going to do. We're on our way to do another podcast. Um, Corey, what's going on? Uh, we're on the road and heading to meet up with Brent and who's the other guy? Dwayne Merrill. Dwayne Merrill. Uh, that should be a good one, but uh, we're getting one on the fly. Yeah, we sure are. We're in the we're in the uh, truck, headed to pick them up. So you just showed me some bucks. Let's pick a story and talk about one. So this is sort of a continuation of the last podcast that I did with you guys. Uh, this is kind of going to be the the following years after I shot my biggest buck in 2015. So the next year, 2016, of course, I wanted to go back and hunt the same spot. And I don't remember all the circumstances, but I got there and there was no snow. Um, but I wanted to kind of hunt up the same area, the same mountain. And there was this old trail that went up there <clears throat> and no snow, completely calm and still evening. You could hear for miles it seemed and it was in the evening so i ended up i wanted to just sneak up and it was crunchy leaves dry you know those conditions uh walking through the woods is basically fruit fruitless they can hear you coming so i ended up putting on i was gonna wear just socks um but i put my running shoes on as so i had my running shoes and they were quiet enough so you're gonna wear just socks yeah and so <laughs> okay. my because when i shot the buck, it was this area that I shot that big buck in 2015. And he remember, he came to the grunting and all of that. And he was fighting the other buck. The, the first day, I had shot at that other 200-pounder and missed. And so I, I had seen a, enough of their patterns in that area and the scrape lines and everything that I, I wanted to try this. So I ended up putting my running shoes on. And I was just sneaking along this road. I was making no noise. Um, I was stepping in the soft gravel with those shoes. It wasn't making any noise. So I'd go about 100 to 200 yards very slowly, and I would doubly and grunt. And I was, I was doing that, and about halfway up, I, I heard this buck coming. I didn't have much time. It was getting towards the end of the day. I, this buck just, I heard him coming from a long way off, it, crunching through the leaves. And... I, the, my mistake was that I was totally exposed, kind of standing in the middle of that trail on a high spot 
where I should have had some form of cover, um, anything, just step behind a bush or just, just was, I was, I was out in the open and I heard him coming and he, he got within probably 50 yards. It was, he was right through in the thick brush on the side and I couldn't see him and he stopped and it was, you know, I knew he was hung up and I just froze. I didn't want to move or do anything. And after a while, and I knew he was, I knew he was grilling me. I knew he could see me and I could slowly hear him stepping uh, sideways. So he was trying to get downwind to me. There was this, the slightest breeze ever. And he did, he worked his way downwind where, where he caught my scent and ghosted me gone. <clears throat> so, but I put that in the back of my mind, like, man, this, this almost worked. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I grunted like I was doing and that buck. He came in. I, I always wondered what that buck was because it sounded mean. So, um, I can't remember what, the rest I did in 2016, probably chased a big buck somewhere else. And um, so coming to 2017, 2017 was a rough, a rough year for me, kind of my life fell apart. I was in Colorado for a while, uh, working in Denver, truck got told we were hit by a couple vehicles. It was, it was just a rough situation um, for me and Gracie. And um Kind of at the end of October, I was working construction. We were um, slinging glass, uh, curtain walls, and it was no fun. So at the end of October, I, I had the itch. I was like, I got to get back to Maine. I just, I'm about to just pull pull the strings on this and just go. And and I did. And I headed, I just, I gunned it for Vermont first so I could leave Gracie with my with my mom to take care. My mom always takes care of Gracie during honey season. And so, I mean, nonstop going for it. I ended up, I remember I, I drink coffee and a Red Bull. I never drink energy drinks, but I, I had to. And I got on the ferry to cross over from New York to Grand Isle. And I was the first vehicle on the ferry and I, I passed out. I woke up the, 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 the ferry attendant <laughs> Rapping on the window, the ferry, the ferry had cleared out. Son, get the hell off! <laughs> yeah, all the vehicles had gone around me, and so I was that tired. So I, I go and I drop off Gracie, and then I head to Maine um, the next day. And I, I don't know if it was opening day or the day after. It might have been opening day. Um, and my my plan was really I was just going to get out in the woods where I wanted to go, and just hunt the evening if I had any time, but then just camp in the truck. And I think it was supposed to snow. and I was just going to wait on, wait on the snow. And, you know, uh, so I bought my license and I go just, you know, I'm just screaming, getting out into the woods and, and I get out there and, um, same thing. I go to the same spot and I'm going to, it's in the evening. I'm going to go up, up that road again. And, um, it's more of a trail now it's grown, grown in so much, you know, and so, same thing. Um, I put the running shoes on, and and I'm doing that thing. I'm going to every 200 yards, and and I'm grunting and bleeding, and, and I'm doing that, and I go all the way up to the end of that road. It's probably a mile and a half. And I was really shocked that I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. No moose. I couldn't even see any tracks in the gravel, so I was kind of concerned that maybe they weren't traveling through there anymore so i got to the end towards the end that trail kind of did a 90 degree turn so at the end um i turn around and i'm coming back and i had been i had grunted the whole mile and a half 
every 200 yards. And I'm coming back, and I get to that, that turn, and I turn the corner, and there's a buck standing in that trail looking right at me. He was coming to me. It's in my foot tracks. And, and he's just looking at me, and he has half an ear ripped up. And I could tell by his physique that's a 200-pound buck. There's no doubt about it. He was just – he looked jacked, you know, um, just big shoulders, big neck. And, but I could tell he had no brow tines, and he wasn't very wide. And I, and I hesitated – thinking, man, I don't know, it's very early. Um, I don't know how big this buck is rack-wise. I know he's 200 pounds, and, uh, but I was, I, was, I was not sure about it. And after a while, probably 10, 15 seconds, he turned his head to the side, and I could see that he had four points on one side. And then he turned back and looked at me, and I knew he wasn't going to give me much more opportunity. If I was going to take him, I needed to do it. And I knew he was a 200-pound buck, and... And I just drilled him. He made, you know, straight on right through the through the heart, and he made one bound off that trail and died. And so I go over there, and he was, uh, you know, seven pointer, three on one side, four on the other, um, big body deer, young deer, and uh, I was thrilled. It was awesome. But then it was also my season was over, and I hadn't even hunted on snow yet. You know the feeling. Mm-hmm. And so um, I took him to report him and everything. And I said, they asked if I, they were like, oh, this is 200 pounds. Do you, do you want to weigh him, get your patch and all that? I said, no, nah, I don't even care. I didn't have time f- for all that. You know, I said, I don't, I don't even care about the weight. Let's just go. And I was trying to get to my buddy's place um, so that I could hunt New Hampshire the next day. <clears throat> and so I ended up getting to my buddy's place. And the next day he had, um, we put the buck up um, on his scale, on his hanging pole and everything. And it was 200 pounds. And, um, so that was cool. So then the, the following year, and that, and that was the same spot as that 11 pointer that I shot, that I told you about previously. So yep. it's all the same spot that this has occurred. Um, the following year, 2018, um, I think it was around November 14th. It was like mid November. Um, we hadn't had any snow, but then there was this big storm coming and everyone was getting excited about it. Um, the hunting hadn't been good yet. No one had been able to track. And here's the first big storm. And it's going to be going. Like everyone knew, like it's it's killer conditions. It's going to be a blizzard. If you can find a big buck track, you're just going to walk up and shake his hand. You know, it's it's that good. <laughs> and so uh, I made arrangements. You know, I said, you know, in these conditions and everything, sleeping in the truck didn't wasn't very appealing. Yeah. You know? So I found a place I could stay, meals, all that stuff, um, close enough to where I wanted to be. And so uh, I, I arranged for the whole week to stay there and everything. And I drove through. Um, the, the snowstorm started the evening before, and I, I drove through all that, <clears throat> and I got there super late. And the guy had, had shot, I, I, I think, the day before, maybe two days before, a 222-pound, I can't remember what it had, beautiful rack, really nice buck. Um, the owner of this um, establishment, really nice buck, um, and so, and, and he couldn't, you know, they didn't have, they didn't, ha- I was the only one staying there in the whole place. So, um, which is good for me, you know, yeah. that's how, that's how I like it. And, um, so, um, the next morning I get up, you know, it's that, that's snow and everything. And I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to go back to where that trail, that goes up the mountain. Um, and I had actually found a signpost over there, um, the year I shot that that big big one the 11 pointer and i put a camera there 
and I had had three really big bucks on the camera and uh, two were over 200 pounds I, I could judge by the body size and the one with the biggest rack was was not 200 pounds but it was over 160 inches and mm-hmm. I know that because that deer ended up getting shot later on by someone else um, so I knew I wanted to get to that spot so I head out super early in the morning uh, you know me and and I'm going and the snow was so heavy I mean it's probably snowed 12 inches and it was a hard it was like driving through concrete and the truck wouldn't do it uh is it it, wet yeah yeah like the back end was too light and i couldn't so i had to drive in reverse (laughs) how far to drive like a lot like miles (laughs) my i wasn't i was like no there's no way i'm getting there and uh and and that was the only way you know so that and i pushed you'd have to Back up, go forward, back up, go forward, yeah. or what? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it had to be, it, it, it was miles in reverse, you know. I don't, I don't want to give out a number, but it was, it was a long way in reverse. And, you know, my neck hurt and everything, you know. And so, and I finally get to where um, I, I wanted to find a track. And, and sure enough, here's this giant buck track following a doe. I couldn't believe it. It's the perfect, it, the wind was howling. And the, I mean, so that any track you'd find would be smoking fresh, and it's following a doe, and they're going up the mountain. Coming from where I had the camera on the sun, so I thought, hey, it's definitely one of those three bucks, and any one of them is a buck that I would be thrilled to shoot, you know? And so, um, and I knew it was 200 pounds, so, yep, this is this is happening. And I got on the track, and it was, like, knee-deep snow. It was hard to walk through. You know, you could barely move, but I knew if, if I could just keep punching through it, I was going to catch up to him eventually. Yeah, he didn't want to go anywhere either. No, and it looked like they were going to be on top of the mountain, um, and that's kind of what I was expecting. But kind of halfway up, I cut their tracks coming down, and so I knew I was right there. Like, they, they, they some reason they came down and, and crossed their tracks again, and now I'm right behind them. And I maybe went 20 yards, and I kind of peeked through some beach whips, and I could see that buck standing there maybe... 20 yards just looking straight at me and i could see i could see the base of the antlers and the brow tines that's all i could see but i knew it was that buck so i i i pulled up and you know you picture where to aim in your mind all the time right you picture that vital spot you know behind the shoulder you you go through that again and again over and over in your mind so that you're ready for that so instinctively as i or reflexively as i pull up and aim Right there's probably a, I don't know, eight inch beach covering that spot, but I slam one right into that, and it did not go through, and that deer goes full tilt screaming down the mountain, and my second shot, on the fly, just punched him right through the heart. How far was he? Probably fifty yards at that point. Yep. And then uh, my third shot actually hit him just below that, kind of in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, he snowplowed and stunned. So, you know, I go walking up to him, and I knew it was that the deer I was tracking, the 200-pound buck and everything. First thing I realized, this is this is not any of those three deer that I had pictures on the, on the camera of, which was, it surprised me um, for whatever reason. And... I was like, wow, that's a big buck. And I think I did a uh, a real, you know, bad quality cell phone after the fact video uh, of that buck that I put on the on the channel. But uh, so I ended up 
getting them out, it was it was a pretty easy one with those conditions. Uh, went pretty good on the snow. And I bet he did. He weighed two eighteen, and um, and I showed back up at the place, and they couldn't believe it that I I just got it done so quickly like that. They, they thought like how how did you just do this? You know, they were just yeah. su- super impressed. Yeah. And uh and they wanted me to to uh put it up on the game pole next to his 222 pounder and, and you know for the advertising and show hey, it's, you know, it's one week, two 200 pounders and all that. And back in those days, you know, I was all tried to be under the radar and low key and all that. And I was nah, 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 nah. I don't I don't want the attention and you know, then people will start say, oh, well, you stayed at this place, so this is the area, and blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. Yeah. And so uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do that, but, um, but yeah, no, that, was a, that was a good hunt. So, you know, I've hunted that spot for a few, few years in a row, and I've shot uh, three 200-pound bucks, and where, where, I, where I connected with all three and got them was – it, it, it had to be within no no more than a quarter mile where I connected with all three. I mean, it like they range. I'm I'm seeing they range all over, but where I ended up for whatever reason connecting with them ended up being within that same little quarter quarter mile. Just the way it worked out. Yeah. Sounds like you got yourself a little honey hole. Uh, you know, I actually haven't hunted there for a while. He's changed a lot as as the yeah. woods do. They're dynamic and everything. But, you know, the interesting thing about that buck, and we got the rack right here, um, and it's a cool, it's, it's a heavy rack. Um, I, I, I don't know if it was an old deer. I don't think it was an old deer. I actually think it was a young deer. It's got mass. It's kind of got this webbed on one side. It's an eight-pointer, gnarly bases. It's a cool buck. Um, but when, when I was tracking him, see, here, his behavior was strange to me and his behavior is what indicated to me that it wasn't a super mature deer and and that's the thing when it comes to tracking everyone focuses on the 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 size of the footprint the width of the um stagger the length of the stride those those are the objective measurements of a buck track um but the behavior of that buck how he moves through the woods, how he acts, the subjective thing, that that tells a different story. That adds another level of information, you know, because you want not only a big buck, you want a mature buck. When you can apply both the objective findings and the subjective, you know, what, how's this buck act? Mm-hmm. You want that old buck that moves through the woods efficiently, doesn't, doesn't lose his mind like a young buck that's just bull through a china shop looking for a doe. Like, this buck... An old buck knows what he's doing. He's, he's going to take his time. He's going to go at a pace where he can go all day. He knows the game. He's done it before. It's not his first, not his first rut, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell those subtle things in the subjective. If you've followed enough buck tracks, um, after a while you start to, to, to learn how to read not only the objective information but the subjective thing. The behavior is really important. And this buck, the way he behaved – when I was tracking him, which it wasn't a very long track, this is going to be your turn up here. Okay. You kind of you got to turn to the right and then come back across. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> he he lost the doe track. Like he caught her and she ran off from him, and he stopped and peed on his hawks and hit a little bush. Like he was very frustrated, which to me 
and I could be wrong on this, but to me it was like, oh, he's just, he's really horned up and he's very frustrated, like a young buck. And I say young, like, you know, four and a half year old, maybe, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I guess would say what, he's four and a half. I guess what I think, you know, mature buck is like at least five and a half, six and a half, that sort of thing. You know, it's all, it's, it's relative, but, yep. um, you know, it's just the way he acted. And then I, I also had an indication that he might not have a super wide rack because he did go through some narrow stuff, but I had no doubt he's 200 pounds and, you know, that's, that's what I was going for. So it's all these experiences that I learn from and apply to future hunts that, you know, it, 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 it's how you learn and grow and how you improve. And I'm still learning, you know? And I think we all are. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, what I wanted to share with you as far as the buck stories. That's an awesome story. Well, thanks guys for joining us. Um, We'll be doing more of these little shorts. So stay tuned. Have a good one.